Hey guys, it's me, Isaac, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Just putting out a little disclaimer for the for the beginning of this episode. We have officially decided on who watched it. That's going to be the name of the podcast. So anything we say in the next few episodes, it's just us workshopping names. So just to clarify, it's going to be called Who Watched It. Now, these next few episodes may have some rocky audio, but bear with me. By episode four, you would love the audio we have. We are finally having an official studio podcast. So just enjoy the rest of these few episodes and have a good day. Goodbye. You ready? Yeah. Alright. Um t- 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 good afternoon everyone. Welcome back to Dude Dudes, a movie and a guy. <laughs> this <laughs> not the middle of the intro. <laughs> Alright, good afternoon everyone. Welcome back to Two Dudes, a movie and a guy. This week we will be talking about Reservoir Dog. The movie was directed by Quentin Tarantino, a famous movie director from America. <laughs> <laughs> See, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Dude, said from America, like he doesn't want to dox it. What state is he from, Isaac? He's from Knoxville. He was born in Knoxville. As he did a little bit of research. <laughs> I did a little bit of... I found his address and almost it out. I actually do have a fun fact I'm going to say, but Quentin Tarantino has directed many popular movies like The Django Unchained, Inglourious Bastards, was it the Django Unchained? It's Django. Django, it's yeah. Django. Oh, Django Unchained, Inglourious Bastards, Pulp Fiction. He's currently 60 years old with a loving wife that he married in 2018, and he has two children. Now, here's a cool fun fact. Maybe this is what inspired Taxi Driver. Did he direct Taxi Driver? Taxi Driver came out in the 80s. Oh, he didn't make Taxi Driver? Taxi Driver was made by <laughs> Morris Scorsese in like the 70s or 80s. Okay, well, maybe this inspired Taxi Driver... Or maybe he got inspired, some taxi. Inspired by? He, what he, maybe what he did here is what was inspired from watching Taxi Driver. Okay. So, he's, so, after getting into a fight with a taxi driver who had insulted his then-girlfriend, Tarantino nearly lost his nipple. He said in an interview, he took a big bite out of me right by my nipple. Yo. The only reason he didn't really fuck me up was he was too greedy. He took too big a bite. Had he taken a smaller bite, I might not have a nipple now. Are you saying this was inspired by Taxi Driver the movie or, t- or like a uh, like a traumatic event with the Taxi Driver? Both. Alright. <coughs> Another cool fun fact that's not related to this movie at all is that all the clocks in the pawn shop in Pulp Fiction are set to 420. Ain't that right? Ain't that right? Yeah! Yeah! Alright. So now that we know a bit about Quentin Tarantino, let's start with the movie. Now, before we start the movie, I actually do want to start today with a poem that I wrote. <laughs> Jesus. One dick, two dick, three dick, four. White dick, black, small dick, more. We love dicks, sure we do. Emilio loves them, so should you. We love them long and hard, small and limp. What can we say? We don't discriminate. So let's talk about Reservoir Dog. That last part did not rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> they rhymed. They rhymed. Did it not rhyme? What did that have to do with the movie? You just wrote that? <laughs> we love them long and hard, small and limp. Picture, what can bro. we say? We don't discriminate. So what does that have to do with Reservoir Dog? The movie starts off with eight men at oh, a diner yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about dicks. I thought that scene was funny. I was so confused. Yeah, that was that, like one of my favorite scenes. Next to that and the one where they were getting all their names. And like, I was like, why am I pink? <laughs> why am I pink? <laughs> I thought the beginning scene was, it was just so great. I, I thought... I thought that was an old movie, bro. I know, but it was just like... This shit wouldn't happen in 2023. No, no, just like, imagine writing this, like, hmm, this is a pop culture conversation. I hope this movie, I hope this conversation is going to age well. I mean, I thought it was cool. (coughs) 
like not because I so when I when I was doing this whole thing, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about Wesley dogs. I didn't even look at the description. Now, like just that scene alone when they're just talking about like what's it called? Dicks and movies and Madonna and all that stuff. I was like, what movie? What what is this movie about? What the fuck is this movie about? They walk out. So there's a couple guys. Bro. Yeah, and they walk out, and I'm like, okay, so what's the whole point of this movie? They walk out, you know, credits happen, and then bam, like you're just right into it. And I thought it was pretty cool that the fact that these people went out to get fucking breakfast before they fucking pulled off a heist. I guess you're gonna love Pulp Fiction. It's the exact same beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that same diner and everything. It's okay. same actors. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that um, what's it called? Like keep like yeah. So he wore Reservoir Dog before Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So they're saying that hey, like Reservoir Dog was the start where for him to write his magnum opus, Pulp Fiction. What was your guys' reaction when you just like turn on the movie and then you just said like you were just talking about like that dick was long, that dick is huge. <laughs> I thought wow. This is a very Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think there's any other way to I feel like you gotta go into a Quentin Tarantino movie with some sort of like expectation for shit like that. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like a Michael Baby, it's like it's like he's gonna pull up and they're gonna be like like running from missiles hitting the ground or some shit like that. Like, right. And and like he said, it's like the same way pulp fiction opens. But then they go in and talk about tipping. What do you guys' view on tipping? Would you, you guys do you guys tip with you do you agree with uh Pink? Should you not tip or should you tip? I think I think you should tip in most, if not all, scenarios where it's service workers. Yeah, literally, it's like I get the sentiment. It's like, why should I tip? You know, because they have the job. Mm. But it's not. What are they going to do? That's how they make their money. So unless people stop going to restaurants or something or start or some kind of bill is passed, I don't. Have, we don't really have any control over that. I'm not going to yeah. take it out on the service worker. Either either the restaurant needs to pay them a proper amount or you need to tip them, I think. Because yeah. they kind of live off the tips. You know in other countries they don't tip? You are. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I brought this up is because specifically uh, Mr. Pink. Now, the whole conversation at the beginning is kind of introducing who these characters are, what type of personality they are. Now, showing off with Mr. Pink with him not refusing to tip shows that he's like... It foreshadows who he, what he does later in the movie, in my opinion. It shows that, hey, my character is a loner character. I don't trust anyone. I don't, like, I'm going to do things my own way. Like, yeah, and, and he ended up tipping because, you know, he's like, okay, well, yeah, you paid. The most I'll, I'll give the, the $1 just because you paid. But if he were to pay the bill, he wouldn't have tipped at all. But it just shows, like, who he is and what person he is. That's why I thought the whole beginning part, like, later on in the movie, as you're watching, like, oh, yeah, this does fit who this person is. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see the connection there. I didn't yeah. really, I didn't really think about it that too deeply, but I can see how you would see that conversation. It would lead to how their characters act later in the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie is about a high school wrong. Six guys <coughs> come in, but we only find the follow the story of, of one. Well, one is dead and another is unconscious. The eight gangsters eat breakfast at Los Angeles diner. All but the boss, Joe Cabot, Joe Cabot, and his son, underboss, nice guy Eddie Cabot. Uses a and then they use alias Mr. Brown, Mr. White, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blue, Mr. Orange, and Mr. Pink. After Mr. Brown finishes rambling about the Madonna song "Like a Virgin," the group argues about Mr. Pink's policy of not tipping, which we just discussed. The gangsters carry out a diamond heist off screen. Mr. White, White is then shown fleeing with Mr. Orange, 
who was shot during the escape and is being leading severely in the back of Mr. White's car. At one of Joe's warehouses, Mr. White and Mr. Orange rendezvous with Mr. Pink, who believes that the job was a setup and that the police were waiting for them. I don't know, I, the whole entire time, like I said, I didn't know what was going on. I was just confused, like, of them talking about, like, okay, they're just talking about some diner. They're talking about, like, Madonna, talking about thing. Then we leave, they get in the, like, I legitimately did not look at any description at all. So I was kind of confused, like, whole way through. They walk in, and then, like, you just see someone get shot. You, like, you just hear, like, someone's, like, screaming. I'm like, what's going on? I like that idea. I like not going in, knowing nothing about the movie, because it just... The whole movie felt like you were supposed to piece things together by yourself. Yeah, especially with the non-linear storytelling, where it kind of like jumps back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it kind of forces you to piece it together as the movie's going, because it doesn't just feed it to you in chronological order. Yeah, like you, you don't sit down. Like if you were to walk, watch this movie blind, <clears throat> like I said, I didn't know it was a heist movie. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it either. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the fact that like you just there was no linear. You just had to piece it together. Like you're like okay. One minute they're at a diner, next thing you know, someone's shot in the back of a car, and then he's just screaming, he's like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, and the other guy, like, is like, I'll, I'll protect you. I didn't even know, like, why they were using the alias's name. I don't even think they went by the alias name at any point at the diner, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were calling themselves Mr. White and shit. Oh, yeah, but when I heard that, I didn't think, like, too much of it until, like, later on. Like, oh, yeah, they're not giving it's each other. It's funny because Mr. White sounds like an actual I, It does sound like an actual It's, like, the only one that sounds like an actual last name. All of them are right. Yeah, Mr. Pink is probably, like, the least. Mr. Blue <laughs> or just, those are just colors. Yeah. yeah. So, t- t- when they were, like, the guy was getting shot, and then they were having, like, the whole, like, scene where the guy's like, hey, you kid, you're going to be okay, kid. I thought these guys were just best friends the whole entire time. <laughs> I thought these were all, like, best friends. That's why, like, the whole scene at the, at the beginning, I was like, oh, these guys are, like, eight best friends. Like, that's cool. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> you just chill. You think you think you think like after that they were just gonna leave the diner. It's gonna be like some slice of life movie where you I, just watch them do their like daily tasks. You like watch them go to the laundromat together, go bowling together. I thought it was gonna be like that, bro. <laughs> I didn't expect that fucking gunshot scene. Like, psh, psh, psh. I was like, I didn't thought that guy was gonna die. Uh, Mr. White informs him that Mr. Brown is dead. Mr. Blue and Mr. Blonde are missing, and Miss and Mr. Blonde murdered several c- civilians during the heist. Mr. White is furious that Joe, his old friend, who would employ Mr. Blonde, whom he described as a psychopath. Mr. Pink has hidden the diamonds nearby and argues with Mr. White over whether to get medical attention from Mr. Orange and the pair drawn guns on each other. Uh, they stand down when Mr. Blonde arrives with the kidnapped policeman, Marvin Nash. So, that just completely skips a lot of what's going on. But, for me, I remember now we're in the part where, like, okay, you know, Mr. White, Miss, Mr. Orange are in there. They're fucking, like, what the fuck? Mr. Pink comes in, Mr. Pink and Mr. White go into another room, and that's when they have the whole conversation. Right. The whole entire time, I still did not know that they were, like... They not were friends. Yeah, I thought they were <laughs> friends. But then, like, still by little, you could tell it was, like, well, like... I don't know, they just... Because the way they interacted, they didn't seem like they were, like... I and, But then you could think about, like, this is a heist. They, they got, they're getting paid to do this heist. Obviously, you wouldn't be, like... Uh, like oh fuck you like like. And also, I feel like you gotta form some type of bond with people when yeah. you're doing a heist like that because it takes time to plan that shit. So it they t- probably were stuck with each other for a while before the heist happened. Mm-hmm. You have to get to know each other. You have to at least. Really, I got <clears throat> the feeling that they weren't related. Like they weren't like friends at all. Just because Mr. Pink was like, "Well, he's gonna die." That kind of that sucks, bro. And <laughs> Mr. Blonde, like I feel like the characters formed formed a bond throughout the movie just because of the heist going wrong. Yeah. But, like, you see 
uh, Blonde's connection to the other characters is just like, uh, he's a psychopath. I feel like uh, they probably didn't talk that much outside of heist planning. Because mm-hmm. remember, Joe was like the ringleader. Yeah. So, uh, I, but like, I just didn't know at that oh, time. Oh, well, yeah, you're saying like without context, you think these guys are like left. These guys are besties. These yeah. guys are besties. That like, <laughs> I imagine like the movies, like, I just like an hour deep and he's like, oh, so they're not friends. They're not friends. <laughs> so the other co workers. <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy because, yeah, co workers, like, you act like that with your co workers, do you not? Yeah. The way they, they acted was exactly how you would act with your coworkers. Like, you're not close, but you you bond. Okay. The moment I realized that they were, like, legitimately, like, yeah, like, oh, my goodness, like, no one here, like, knows who each other are was also when they talked about Mr. Blonde. And then when fucking Mr. Pink and Mr. White were having the whole fight, I thought that was, like, fucking crazy. Oh, so that's the... I mean, that's not that far into the movie where you realized oh, that you guys don't really know each other. Yeah. When they were talking about Mr. Blonde, I was like, this is kind of like this kind of weird. Like, do they not know each other that well? And then uh, the whole um, fight cemented it. Like, oh, like, this is crazy. Dude, Mr. Blonde is literally me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just we'll talk about Mr. Blonde. We'll get there when we get there. Did you did you have any ideas of who the rat was? Because obviously Mr. Pink comes in and he's like, "There's a rat, bro." Oh yeah, yeah. Who would yeah? This this before we get for who did you guys think was the rat? Mr. Pink looks like a rat, bro. Come on. I thought Mr. I thought Mr. Pink. This has been the last episode. I thought Mr. Pink. And that's where we're gonna wrap it, guys. I either thought that Joel set them up. Or, like, was, like, trying to get, like, some weird thing going on where he just tried to set everyone up. Mm-hmm. Or Mr. Pink. Yeah, I felt the same way. I felt very weird about Mr. Pink. I felt like, I felt like the thing with Joe is just his position in the whole thing. Yeah. I felt made it susceptible. Really? No, I I'm trying to think of, though. I'm trying to think of, like, the right word. This is where I admit. So... I kind of had a vague memory of that there was I knew there was a rat in this movie so I didn't have to you guys came into this movie not knowing what was going on I knew it was like a post heist movie mm. and I was like it was the blonde guy and then they say Mr. Blonde and I'm like oh it was Mr. Blood bro okay, but, it, but in my brain in the back of my brain it's like it's the blonde dude you know Mr. Orange because he's blonde yeah. but then when I saw it they called some dude Mr. Blonde I was like it must be him uh, <laughs> did you not suspect Mr. Uh, or because like, obviously, you, uh, what's called, uh, Mr. Orange would be a suspect, but he was on the ground, like, bleeding to death. I mean, that would be really unfortunate if he was the rat and he got fucking shot and killed. Yeah, by his own, like, because no one knew how he got shot. He just said, like, that lady, I didn't think she was going to do it. We thought maybe a civilian killed her, killed, like, shot him, but we didn't know, like, how it went down yeah. until later on. Because they don't show the heist. They don't show they don't the whole show heist. The heist on the screen. They show the heist near the end, like, like but not the like after. They show the aftermath, yeah. like legitimately seconds after they. Yeah, when uh, Mr. Orange kills Mr. Blonde, I was like, "Oh, that blonde." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's the blonde." <laughs> we're, we're a little far ahead, but yeah, I didn't think. Um, I I when when he saw, uh, what's called Mr. Blonde, I thought he just did it because I still did not suspect him as a mole. I thought maybe he just killed a guy just because like, he was going to burn someone and I and I figured Mr. Orange isn't that type of person to kill someone just to kill someone. Right. I thought he just did that to protect the cop. So when he would... Uh, we'll get, never mind, I'm going to stop talking about this far ahead in the movie. Yeah. yeah. 
we get a flashback. We find out who Mr. Blonde is, how he meets the Cabot, having completed a four-year jail sentence to reward him for not get, having given Joe's name to the authorities for a lighter sentence. They, have, they offered him a no-show job. Mr. Blonde is grateful, but he insists that he wants to get back to real work, and that's when they recruit him for the heist. So then we go back to the present, because we know, like, oh, yeah, that's how they're recruiting. To, to be in the present, Mr. White, Mr. Beat, Pink, Beat, Nash for information, Eddie arrives and orders him to retrieve the diamonds and the getaway. Uh, but the whole entire time, he's when he's before he arrives, we see a scene where he's talking to uh, Joe and other people. I thought at that point Eddie was the uh, the rat, the rat, or Eddie and Mister or Joe were on it on trying to set these guys up because he's like, "What I told them," and he's like, "Okay, I'll tell them that." Like, oh, like yeah, they they like they have a whole story, they have a whole cover up yeah. as to what they're gonna tell like everyone. Did you have any thoughts on nice guy Eddie? <laughs> he was kind funny. Of, kind of looked like Jonah Hill or something. He, he did look like Jonah Hill. Actually, actually um, on that topic, I think it's funny because I was looking at like the Letterboxd reviews and someone did say that if they filmed this movie recently, Jonah Hill would be nice, nice guy. guy Eddie. And that's all I could think about when I saw him. Because I didn't, I didn't read the review like before watching the movie but after I watched the movie I, I like thought back and I was like yeah I saw it it would be Jonah Hill <laughs> I imagine that too in my head I was like this dude is like a, a Jonah Hill the, character Jonah Hill would be amazing in, in a in a Quentin Tarantino movie Eddie Rives they leave they tell, they tell him to get the getaway that's when I thought like oh Eddie's probably the role leaving Mr. Blonde in charge of Nash and Mr. Orange Nash denies knowledge but Mr. Blonde ignores him and resumes the torture Cutting off Nash's ear with a straight razor, he prepares to set him on fire. Fire, and then he prepares to set him on fire. I thought that whole scene was awful. I could not watch it. That shit was crazy, bro. I thought like at first like like that show like that dude was a psychopath. That dude was a legit psychopath. <laughs> like he yeah. put the radio on, and I thought at most he was just gonna slash him or something. And then he fucking goes. I thought he was gonna go for his eye. I thought he gouged his eye up for a second. That would have been so much worse. I would much rather see the ear than him like pop his eye out, bro. I thought when he took it out, I uh, I I was I was like I couldn't see it well. I thought it was his eye. You know what to call it. And then we get like Mr. Bond's gonna like comes out. I thought it was cool like the time like I thought the whole scene was beautiful. Like I was like directed and shot. He sings everything. He walks out. Music cuts off. Like what the fuck is he gonna do? goes back in his trunk grabs the gas the movie cuts off where like the, the music starts where again and then he fucking sets him on oh, it's about to set him on fire dude I thought he was gonna set him on fire I legitimately thought it was gonna happen you were on the edge of your seat bro dude I was like no fucking I, I got up Isaac was like holy shit I got up and I was like no fucking way I was like no fucking way Isaac stood up in the middle of the room and he was like dude don't do it no I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you guys I'm gonna tell you something crazy in a bit but yeah, I thought I was, and then fucking like, and then fucking gets shot. I thought that I still did not realize who the mole was though until like, no, no, because it's seven. Ex- I I still thought maybe he thought he did it out of like kindness, you know, like like yeah. he saw like fucking some psychopath killing someone like right. Like I feel like as heist robbers, you still have some moral standards. Like yeah. they have their like payday. You're fine with killing a cop, but you're not fine with killing a civilian. Speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> No, but that's what I legitimately thought, like, because, like, we've shown that, hey, Mr. Bond's a psychopath. Right. He, he's the reason why the heist went bad. Right. And we don't know what the heist happened, but there's all point, all signs pointed towards him for it to fail. And then, bam, you know, uh, Mr. Owen shots him. I thought he was just being a nice guy. And then he's like, oh, I'm Freddie. Uh, my frame is what? Freddie Newendike? 
Bendai? I don't remember the names at all. I and, characters. Yeah, and then Nash and then Nash and him talk and then Nash is like, Why the fuck are the cops not here yet? And then Miss and then Freddy's like Chill out, bro. chill out, man. Like I'm fucking dying, dude. Think I want? Don't you think I want the cops here? Like I want, like, but like we're waiting for Joe to come in here so we can. Which, in my opinion, is why didn't they get Joe when he was in the warehouse? When they all went into the warehouse when they were picking the alias names. Um. Because what would they arrest him for? They haven't been able to cat 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 him on anything else. Oh, but couldn't they use the past crimes or? No, because you have to prove that he was guilty for the past crimes. Oh, so that's all you would get. You'd just be like, you would catch him for planning a heist. That's true. <laughs> it's like, well, well isn't that isn't that something they I'm assuming, get in trouble for? Is um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's lighter than catching him with the fucking diamonds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. And then that's when, like, when he reveals himself. That's when I remember. If I remember correctly, that's when the whole. Back scene goes for for Mr. Orange. Right, and at this point in the movie, I gotta admit, the fits in this movie go kind of crazy, dude. <laughs> no, I was like, why are they all, like, just... They just all got hella swag. They were hella swag. <laughs> I thought the fucking suits were cool, and then they fucking go in the backstory, and I was like, dude, this guy dripped out, man. the Vietnam guy, like, the Vietnam-looking dude. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, the... the, the I was like, why is he looking cool? Yeah, I was like, dude, that's a cop? I'm like, fuck. I know, and then... I don't know, dude. Everyone was just cool looking. It was annoying. <laughs> it took me out of the movie. I'm going to admit that. It had so much drip, bro. I just couldn't watch it anymore. <laughs> I was watching it. And then as I was watching it, I was kind of like into the scene. I was like in it. I was watching the movie. And then like some guy walks on the screen. I was like, that's a cool outfit. <laughs> and then I forgot. I'm like, oh, this is a movie. <laughs> you, you're about to walk up to him and be like, yo, where'd you get that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, where'd you get Yeah, literally, where'd you get that? <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought his backseat was cool. Um, what, what, like, what he ends up going, like, he's like, oh, you gotta do the whole story and everything. He, like, rehearsing shit and stuff like that, mm-hmm. just to get in. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought the scene when he was in the bathroom with the cops, I thought it was cool when he was just, like, the cops were there and he was just talking, like, he was just repeating the story. Yeah, I thought it was cool how they were, watch, you watched him cut, tell the story and they would cut between the different settings he was telling it in. Mm-hmm. And, like... I, I just thought the cinem- like the film and the cinematography was really good there. Damn, bro, you're gonna love Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I love Pulp Fiction. But uh, I thought the story itself that he was telling wasn't that cool. Like, it wasn't that cool. I, I was like, I was like, this is supposed to impress them. Yeah, you I was know? like, how is that supposed to like be like? like dude, damn, bro, you can handle walk- looking at cops. You know, <laughs> I've I've done like stupid and shit like that, and then had to like walk look at a cop and like yeah. be like, oh yeah, what's up, man. Like, I've done stupid as shit than just carrying up, like, than what he did. Which I won't state because I'm not 21. Right. But. Right. I've done stupid as shit. Yeah, there's not, there's no heroin in his room while recording this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just thought it was like, I was like, dude, this is like, I thought it was going to be crazy because the way the, the, the Vietnam guy looking, like, the Vietnam jacket guy. Dude, that was. I it's thought fit. it was crazy. <laughs> dude, that, dude, when I saw the Vietnam jacket, I was like, Emilio would think this shit's hard as fuck. Dude, and Emilio did think that yeah. shit was hard as fuck. I, I, saw, I was like, dude, I need to like, take a screenshot of everyone's <laughs> fits and then just start dressing like these dudes. I thought it, I thought it was going to be Samuel Jackson for a second. Like, oh, really? I, I don't think Quentin was that famous yet. <laughs> no, because he's in almost every um, Quentin Tarantino movie. Pretty much. So I, I just assumed, because I didn't know which, because before I didn't, I didn't know if this was like I didn't know that this was his like first like big like major movie yeah. that he d- 
directed and shit. So <laughs> that's what I was like, oh, where's Samuel Jackson? Like, what is that dude? I guess maybe if he made it now, you'd have Jonah Hill's next guy, Eddie, and Samuel L. Jackson would be the Vietnam uh, undercover cop type dude. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't know what his job was, really. Because he was just dressed like a Vietnam okay. guy. But I guess he was a cop. I think he was a cop, and I guess they were just hanging out. Like, cause he was undercover? Because, well, like, wouldn't it be weird if he walked into the police station and, like, had the conversation with him in a police station? Like, no, in case... I, I know that. I'm just confused on the garb. What's up with the... Like he looks, dude. Why can't he just be dripped out? He you're was right. You're right. You're right. Because he's, he's just dripped. He just got swag. He just got swag. It's just swag for the sake of swag, guys. Dude, that's why tax money is going, bro. <laughs> <laughs> tax money is just going to his drip. Then we get to when the warehouse. They're picking out the names. Mr. Pink being <laughs> fucking funny. I thought it was fucking funny when Joe was like, like I try, I I tried letting people pick their names, but we got four fucking guys wanting to be Mr. Black, and because none of them knew each other. None of them back down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole, the whole, the whole giving the code name scene, I think, was probably my favorite scene from the movie. He's like, he's like, we already have a Mr. Prep on another job. So does that mean that they were, like, hosting, like, many multiple, like, jobs at once? He's a crime I mean, boss, bro. It's, I, I would, what I was thinking is, I was like, I was going to say earlier, there's, there's so many colors to pick from, but they gave this dude the nickname Mr. Bond. I thought it was going to be, like, yellow or gold. Mr. Gold. Yeah, they could have given him, like, Mr. Gold or something. So, I guess it I guess, I guess, it makes more sense now if you think about the fact that there's multiple teams. There's probably already a Mr. Gold and a Mr. Yellow, so they had to be like, fuck. At some point, you got to hit you with the, your Mr. Turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> Turquoise. Your Mr. Magenta. Your Mr. Burnt Yellow. Yeah, right. Uh, your Mr. Uh, skin Color. <laughs> That's just how it goes at some point. We're out of names. Not names. But... I thought it was funny, and then city. and then they walk away, and then they're like, look, they're, they're looking at the at where they're gonna rob. They're talking about, hey, this is how you do it, mm-hmm. and then bam, it skips to um to them driving away, and then fucking what? Who was it, Mister uh, Brown, the one that gets shot in the head? Yeah, yeah, we see Mister Brown, it's Quentin Tarantino, right? Yeah, he gets like shot, fucking dies. They run out, and then they stop a car. And then like they're gonna like they're like hey, I thought it was really depressing for him when he killed that lady. Right. Well, because like I knew I know like obviously <laughs> like obviously yeah, that was like, pretty sad. But moving on, moving on. <laughs> I thought it was depressing because like dude like dude like you can see that he also didn't want to kill Mister Blonde. Yeah. Like he, you can see like like that's not his nature to kill to kill someone like, or like he just don't even as a cop he just doesn't want to kill someone but he killed him. Because, you know, he had to protect Nash. I mean, you can see he's freaked out by Mr. Brown getting killed, too. Because of how Mr. White has to drag him to oh, the yeah. car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's, like, not, in, not into killing people. So, yeah, I, I would... Hope not, I feel like... because they're all white. <laughs> yeah. I think. He's a cop, so... <laughs> I think... <laughs> he's like, damn, there's no minorities. Yeah. No. <laughs> I feel like that showed that his character had more things to flesh out with the ring, with why he's an undercover cop. Because everyone called him crazy for wanting to be an undercover cop. Especially for like with what he was like getting involved with, I feel like he, they called him crazy. Yeah, like when like the cop that was following the the car around. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. When they were sitting behind the car, he got into mm-hmm. like there goes our guy or something. And then like he's like he's fucking crazy for wanting to do this, and I thought like I felt like maybe his character had to be was not fleshed out enough. Like we got a good fleshed out character, but I feel like there was more to him. 
with like yeah. why he's doing all this. He had a lot of potential mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have like a deeper character, I think. But let me flash forward. But yeah, I just thought it was really the depra- like you could tell like this dude just doesn't want to like do this or anything, and like he had to kill some innocent lady. Um, and then bam, he gets shot, and he's like, oh. I, now I can understand why he uh, at the beginning he was like just take me to a hospital because I think at that point he was generally like terrified like he was like done well I mean even if he was a criminal I feel like if you think you're about on the brink of death you'd be like I'd rather just yeah that's right too I was kind of like yeah. oh that's why I just I didn't know he was right either because I thought at that point he was like dude just take me there and that's why I also thought they were all friends because the way he, uh, what's it called Mr. White was treating him like he was like his like his best friend like his like Amigo, like ride or die type person. Yeah, we never. Ah, I forgot to mention this in the beginning of the movie when he's wiping him down, like wiping the blood off it. Bro was getting no blood. Did you notice that? No, I when don't. When Mr. Orange has the blood all over his face and he got the tissue and he's wiping him, I was like, dude, there's like, and he's missing <laughs> all of it. <laughs> wiping the wrong side of his face. <laughs> I know he's like, this part looks clean. I'm gonna. <laughs> He was, I, doing, he was I, doing I, detailing, I, bro. I know. He was <laughs> polishing. <laughs> he was polishing what was already clean. But, yeah, I, uh, and then... We get to the end. Fucking Eddie's, like, kills the cop. And is like, okay, like, I'm gonna kill fucking Mr. Orange. Mr. Pink goes off and hides. Mr. White points a gun at Joe. Joe points it at, at fucking Mr. Orange. And then Eddie points it at Mr. White. Uh, that's the scene. I got up and I was like, I was like, I, I was like this. I was like, no fucking way. And I was oh, like, I thought, I thought you were saying you thought you were in the scene. You were like, whoa, guys, we can talk about this. No, I, I got the ghost down. I got too, I got too into it. I was like, whoa, whoa. I was like, whoa. I was Mr. Pink for a second. Don't ever show Isaac a movie with an aim and gun at the screen because he's gonna like, he's gonna be like, whoa. He's gonna start crying. <laughs> I legit got up. I went like that. My dad looked at me and I and I went like, oh nothing. And I was like, because they're begging for his life in front of the TV. I was like, I was like. Dude, I was like, I was like, guys, you guys, I was like, you guys gotta chill, you guys gotta chill. And man, I was thinking, this is crazy. This is so fucking crazy. I was like, no way. Well, you gotta talk about the scene leading up to that, where they're like, why is Mr. Blonde dead? Oh yeah, and then like Eddie's like, like I feel like that's the moment. That's why Eddie knew that he was the. Yeah, but I thought actually my heart sank when he gave him when he said he gave him this lie. He's like, oh, he was gonna kill you guys and steal the diamonds, man. And then Eddie was like, the dude who just went to jail for us. I was like, I was my heart dropped. Yeah, I was like, no way. So I, I was like, that was such a shitty lie. <laughs> I was like, I mean, what else could he say? I, dude. If I was Mr. Orange, things would have gone different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. If I was like Robert Patterson type muscle, had the bat suit on, things would have gone different there. Yeah. But me in Reservoir Dogs, shit would have gone different. <laughs> the ice would have happened. The ice would have happened. They would have been in jail, bro. Put <laughs> <laughs> me in Reservoir Dogs, I'm calling the police the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think... Man, you should have just let the cop die. Really? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I mean, he's good. Like, he, he lost his ear. <laughs> I, I felt bad for that dude the whole entire time. I, I knew he was going to die, though, because, like... Dude, like, in what situation you can't walk, what did saving him accomplish? No, not just that. Like, once you kid, once you kid, Mr. Blonde kidnapped the cop, I was like, it's game over for him. There's no way. He's seen everyone's faces. Right, yeah. Like, there's no situation where... That cop would walk out 
Yeah. Alive. Yeah, there's no situation where he walks out and is like, I could, I could, like, you know, because they're like, oh, yeah, we trust you to not reveal. Like, no, like, no high, no, like, criminal would believe a cop like that. They don't even yeah. trust each other. That's why they snake names. Yeah, so. See. I, I, I thought it, but the whole entire time I thought, dude, I feel bad for Mr. White. Like, he's turning a gun on his own friend because his own friend thinks that Mr. Orange is the, the thing. Because Mr. White and Mr. Orange formed such a cool bond. Yeah, I have I have one big complaint about this movie. What? All these white men look the same, except for Mr. Brown and Mr. Pink. Those are the only two that look unique, and I'm like, all the rest of y'all just look like. I did not have that issue. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Orange and Mr. Pink looked exactly the same to me. <laughs> Mr. Orange and Mr. Pink looked exactly the same to me. You're no, saying Tim Roth looks like Steve Buscemi? <laughs> they look exactly the same. No, no, no. Mr. Pink and Mr. Yeah. Orange, the hair, the hair. I guess Mr. Orange. For the, the record, for the record, the only one person saying that all the white guys look the same is also white. <laughs> Got and? it? Yeah, well, what about it? I don't want people getting mad at us. Yeah, what about it? What about it? cancel him. Be like, yo, he's being racist? Oh, he's white? Okay. Yeah. He's being white. Um, you can be white and racist to white people. <laughs> I think that's how it works. No, but like, I wasn't even the only one that felt that way because when I was looking at like the reviews and stuff, a lot of people were saying like, they all these white dudes look the same. Really? Yeah, like that was like a common consensus among people that watched the movie. I think... That, I will admit, when I looked at the cover for the movie, you know, where it's just their silhouettes? Yeah. I looked, I was like, I can't tell which one I'm looking at on <laughs> the silhouette. Yeah, exactly. They all got, I think it was, it was uh, Mr. Blonde and Mr. Brown, like the same, Quentin Tarantino, and then oh, yeah. Vega, like, Mr. Blonde just looks like a handsome version of Quentin Tarantino. Was Mr. Blue some old dude? Was Mr. Blonde and Mr. Was Mr. Blue some old dude? Mr. Blue was some famous actor that wasn't really in the movie. Yeah, he was yeah. just, he just looked at some old, like, 60-year-old dude. Yeah, he was just some... <laughs> Dude, they showed up. He's like, "You look hella old, bro. You looked older than Mr. Joe." <laughs> and I was, I'm pretty sure that might be the actor who got the movie like funded and got other actors on it. Ah, uh, he said, "On just one condition, I, I get to make an appearance." <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Fuck!" And they gotta write him in. And then later in the movie, they're like, "Bro, he got like I don't know, he got shot or something." You guys saw? Died off screen. Dude, that look on his face after he kills all his friends and he grabs Mr. Orange. And then and like he's, he's like, like, I'm a cop, Larry. Damn. <laughs> and then and Mr. White starts crying. And then as the police are coming in, damn. I thought I thought like I don't know why he he told it he was a cop. I know I would have kept that shit in, like in my soul. You know? Yeah, because because no because <laughs> you you saw him like he was like sad. He was holding him. He was like come from like he was his own son or like his own best friend. He was like we're gonna spend some time. We're gonna do some time. And, and then it's like I'm a cop. I'm a cop. <laughs> and I was like no fucking like you didn't have to do it like that. You could have let him think you were in a jail together. Yeah, I, at most I feel yeah, like a nice little romantic moment. I thought it was a nice like I thought it was like a cool bromance type, but I was like. <laughs> I no I, not bromance, <laughs> just romance. And it was it, it felt a little. So- <laughs> they were definitely gonna kiss. He was holding him up. <laughs> he, was holding him up. <laughs> he was holding him a little too soft. All he needed to do was like bring his thumb up and just caress his cheek. And over, I felt like if he didn't tell him, I feel like Mr. Orange would have given would have tried to get Mr. White a lighter sentence. I mean, you're, you're that would have been the good ending. I think the good ending would have been that the people would be shot. And shit. Yeah, I think the good ending would be that everyone didn't fucking die. Isaac. But everyone did, like Miss like we all agree that Mr. Pink died, right? Oh, we got caught by the cops. You hear gunshots? Did you? You hear gunshots? Wow. Really? You hear gunshots? 
I don't remember that. I just remember running outside. He runs outside and he hears gunshots. Damn. Well, it might have... Oh, yeah. He'd still be dead. Anyways. And then Mr. Orange died too, or do you guys think that was ambiguous? Even nice guy, he was like, I'll get him a doctor. He never got him a doctor. (laughs) No, but do you think think Mr. White killed Mr. Orange or is it left ambiguous? No, I think he was too much of a good guy to go back and shoot him. I think he'd just be shooting at the cops. Or no, I think he just gave up. He was holding the gun though. Because you heard a gunshot before Mr. White drops. Yeah, because it's the cops shooting Mr. White. Because you hear one close-up gunshot right next to Mr. White and then you hear another gunshot shooting Mr. White. And then Mr. White passes out. So we don't know if Mr. White... Because you know he was going to shoot Mr. Orange because he's like, like, you fucking lied to me. Like, I fucking killed, like, my friend for you. Yeah. Well, it is possible that he could have just shot him as, like, an act of mercy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're already bleeding out. That's... Mm. I don't know. I don't care. Wait, who killed Eddie again? <laughs> you say I don't care. Like, who, 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 I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> who killed Eddie again? Uh, Hank, you know? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he came out, crawled out from underneath the stairs with a gun in his hand, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> I which which I told you shows that like the type of character. Pink was from the very beginning when they talked about the tipping scene. I thought you were talking about the fact that he took the jewels and ran. Well, that too. Like, that whole, like, the whole, his whole personality could be described when, at the diner, like, everyone's personality could kind of sort of be described. Well, he wasn't, yeah, you're right. But he, yeah, because he's not, like, an emotional guy. He was mm-hmm. there for the job. He wanted money. Yeah, he was, like, just there for, to, he's like, yeah, this is my, like, a profession. This is a profession. Yeah. And then, uh, Which she stated many times. Many times. Many, many, many times. times. Way more times than anyone humanly needed to state that. <laughs> it's like, this is a profession. It's a profession. It's a job. I, I imagine just like the script they gave him just is a, a bunch of blank pages. Just like, I'm a professional at the top. Right. And they're like, this is your whole script, bro. Just, just pick when you want to say it. I, I think at some point they're like, I'm a profession to be a professional, professional, but a professional. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, y'all repeating the same word in different meanings, huh? I like I like the the way they talk though. I like the way they talk. You're gonna love Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I love Pulp Fiction. All right, and that's the end of the movie. But there's one more segment, unless you guys want to add something. So I thought it'd be cool to reenact a scene from the movie when they though. I think the most popular scene was when they were fighting and then they end up on the ground shooting each other. Like one was on the ground, one was on the on the top. It is a two person scene, so I think the best way to do it. Is if we rock paper scissors, the losers have to do it. I think the two dudes holding the phones already got to do it. <laughs> I feel like, and for the record, listener, I'm not holding the phone. <laughs> I feel like the people, like we should rock paper scissors. The losers have to do it. All right, but we'll read the reviews first and, then and review the movie, and then we'll do this to reveal the movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So do we want to keep give our review first, and then we give the bad and good review? Yeah. All right. I'll start since I'm hosting, I guess. I thought I loved the movie. I genuinely thought it was a like a cinematic masterpiece from start to finish. I like the whole idea, the fact that it was just all in one warehouse. Like, you rarely get a scene outside of, like, the warehouse. The whole place just took in the warehouse. It's just them trying to figure out who the fuck is the rat. And then um, the acting was great. I liked the cinematology of it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was perfect. I would give it a 10 out of 10, to be honest. It's, like, my new favorite movie. Really? I'm going to base my whole personality off it. So like, <laughs> I can't do months. that. I already chose to do this with the outfits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to go next or should I go next? I'll go next. 
Okay. So, you wrote something down. Oh, <laughs> what? I thought you were pulling something out to read. <laughs> yeah, the whole fucking diary. I got it my notes app. But it was I like, got, I got yeah, a magnum heart. opus. <laughs> so, so um, influences your manifesto. <laughs> yeah. So I I really like the movie, regardless of what I said earlier about the old movies thing. Okay. Because the thing is, heist movies. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And also, like Isaac was saying with the whole warehouse thing, it was really impressive they were able to do the whole thing and just, the, like, primarily the warehouse mm-hmm. and still make it entertaining. Like, it didn't just get, like, boring after a bit where it's like, well, they ran out of shit to talk about. They ran out of shit to do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Was it? <laughs> what, what would you rate it at? Um, eight. Eight yeah. out of ten. Eight out of ten? Uh... Possibly the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> you said that about Interstellar. No, I didn't. That's a joke, bro. Uh, <laughs> possibly the greatest movie I've ever seen. Uh, seven and a half. Seven out of ten. <laughs> I literally wept tears of joy when the movie was over. Uh, 6.25. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good movie. I was just like... It was a movie's movie. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it was... It was just very... Do you feel like it was generic? Or I just wasn't in it. Uh, I feel like other movies, like Interstellar, is definitely a worse movie. <laughs> but I was, I was more into it. Even though it was a worse movie, I feel like this. I just felt like this is a person who likes movies making a movie, and I just felt like that too much, too much the whole time. I could see that honestly, because the whole entire time I was like, dude, this is the type of movies I want to make. Like, I would like to make a movie like this. Yeah, this like, is why Quentin Tarantino's the film bro guy. So sometimes <laughs> when I watch his movies, I'm just like, his more recent movies, like, definitely feel less like that. Mm. But like his first few, I just whenever I watch them, it's like everyone talks like Quentin Tarantino. Everyone kind of acts like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> they all say the they all say the hard R. They like all say the N word, the head hard R. Did you know, fun fact, he adopted a black child just because he thought people thought he was racist? Just because of that? No, I'm joking. <laughs> that was all a lie. Okay. Imagine that child reading that, reading that interview later. Okay. That's all a lie. Okay. That's all Anyways, yeah. It just felt like, you know, they're all talking pop culture references. So mm. it's just like, at some point, it's a good movie. I just didn't. It just felt too much like a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's true. No, but like, that's... I. His movie, that movie, like, is a movie I want to write. Like, you know, like, I told you, like, the, the movie ideas I've been making are the one with the... It starts from the middle, and then we get to the... I the, literally told him, so this is just Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, I'm, so, it's a, I'm not watching Pulp Fiction until I write my movie. It's just nothing. It's like, you like Reservoir Dogs, because you saw someone made the movie you like. Like, <laughs> yeah. someone wrote... Someone made the movie you wanted to make. Basically, <laughs> I feel like that's basically it. That I felt... Like, I feel robbed. <laughs> you fucking robbed me, bro. That's supposed to be my movie. You robbed you like 10 years before you were born. <laughs> so, which makes I, sense. That's how, you know, a lot of directors start with heist movies. Yeah. Chris Anderson, I think the movie's called Red Rocket. It's a heist movie. Shit. There's like three other directors. That Taxi think. Driver? Taxi Driver is not a heist I don't know what I did about Taxi Driver. <laughs> you can't just keep saying Taxi Driver and hope that eventually it'll fail. <laughs> we found who didn't watch Taxi Driver. <laughs> it's literally a political incel movie, dude. <laughs> we can be in it somewhere. Huh? Now that we have reviews, let's go with the bad review because I put that first. I have two bad reviews. One, 
I can't stand the humor in it. It's like they milk every single joke. Yeah, I get it. He's called Mr. Pink because he's a pussy and I shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> Edit. Speeding a dead horse here, I suppose. And that bloody scene in the diner where they drone on for 10 fucking minutes about burgers and milkshake or whatever the bloody fuck. Give me strength. Edit too. Just finish your lunch already then go get on with the big job. It's a British person that wrote that. This <laughs> is bloody. I know. The they used bloody like three times. Alright, and the second one, saw Resident Dogs for the first time, was not impressed. I am a Tarantino fan and was very disappointed when I saw this. Hardly any story or plot. The whole thing is just over just as it is beginning. Someone please convince me I am wrong or voice your support. I know it's Tarantino's first first film and so, and so I'll definitely give some uh, concessions for that. I didn't actively dislike the film, just thought that it was a little weak. Alright, so those are two bad ones. I'll put one good. This is the only good one I could find on Reddit. Personally, I really like Reservoir Dogs. I like crime thrillers in general, and Reservoir Dogs has an interesting non-linear storyline that weaves together quite well in the end. Each character is given a lot of attention and are portrayed by some really great actors. The dialogue is gritty and memorable. Oh yeah, they're like Among Us characters, right? <laughs> is that your review? Yeah. <laughs> they're Among Us characters? That's what makes it so good. Yeah, this is just Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> Among Us the movie. <laughs> Someone said, Tim Roth really used every frame he was in to its fullest and gayest potential. He did have a bit of a... <laughs> a he he was exerting of... a lot of twink energy in this. <laughs> Alright, let's rock, paper, scissors to see who... Whoever loses, or whoever, whoever loses has to do it. Has uh, to... Uh... So what rock, paper, scissors once. Whoever wins gets, like, whoever, like... When, like, for example, if I get rock and you guys both get scissors, like, I'm out of it. Basically, I don't if you think guys it's... paper, rock, scissors, if you win, that means you don't have to do it, and then it's between... Wait. No, because no, then... Doesn't work, cause then that, okay. No, 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 we'll do it at the same time. Uh, now, if, if one person wins, like, somehow beats the other two, then they're out and the other two do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, rock... Wait, when are we shooting? Let's shoot. Shoot, shoot. Right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, you just uh, gotta do it. Oh, uh, we gotta yeah, do yeah, it. We gotta do right. it. You can say this part, though, I guess. All right. Ryan got, and I got both scissors, you and Millie got paper. 30? Page 30, which is page 27 on the script. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Action. Well, he knows a little about me. You didn't tell me your name, did ya? <laughs> <laughs> I told him my first name and where I'm from. Why? <laughs> Isaac's into it, bro. <laughs> I told her where I was from a few days ago. It was just a casual conversation. And what was he? And what, why was telling him your name when you weren't supposed to? He asked. <laughs> I got so lost. I couldn't tell where the line started. You go again. Yeah. Had... Oh. <laughs> we just got away from the cops. He just got shot. It was my fucking. It was. My fucking fault, he got shot. He's a fucking bloody mess. He's screaming, I swear to God, I thought he was gonna die right then and there. I'm trying to comfort him, telling him not to worry. He's he gonna be rage. okay. I'm gonna take care of him. And he asked me what my name was. I mean, the man was dying in my arms. What the fuck was I supposed to tell him? Sorry, I can't give out that information. It's against the rules, I don't trust you enough. Maybe I should have, but I couldn't. Oh, I don't doubt it was quite beautiful. Don't fucking patronize me. One question. Do they have a sheet on you where you told him you're from? Of course. 
Well, then that's that. I mean, I was worried about mugs of possibilities already. But now he knows A, what you look like, B, what your name is, I, what you're from, <laughs> and D, what your specialty is. They ain't gonna have to show him a pile of a lot of pictures for him to pick you out. That's it, right? You didn't tell him anything else that could narrow down the selection. If I had to tell you you're gonna back off, me and you are gonna go round and round. We ain't taking him to a hospital. We already got to the end. Oh. Um. <laughs> okay, well that did nothing. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Alright. I think I could tell. Alright. You think you could tell who didn't watch it? Yeah. Like, I just gonna be like, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell it was me from the beginning. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Let's, let's decide. Alright. Do you wanna. Alright, what are we doing? We're picking, like, remember, we, we picked Did we do we the think. 3 2 1 thing last uh, time? I already know who didn't watch it. Do you want to pick? Like, do you want to, like, like point? Let's all well, point no, at one. We can't point. It's all oh, podcast. We said, no, we said one. Well, we said one at a time. So I'll go first, yeah, you go. And then Ryan goes. Alright, I think um, Emilia didn't watch it. I think Ryan didn't watch it. I know Ryan didn't watch it. I think Emilia didn't watch it. I think, honestly, I think Ryan didn't watch it because. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not how it Okay, okay. 20 bucks if you're wrong. Okay. Whoever didn't watch it, raise your hand. I, I, I was I was unlucky to get that shit the second time. A second fucking time. I, thought, I did the first two episodes and I got fucked both times. I didn't want to say him because I was like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Also, when you gave me that monologue speech, I I how I said it for you too at, at some part. I said the beginning, I was like, sorry, I can't give like that's exactly how he said it. Yeah. I gotta also be full disclosure, I did like no fucking research. <laughs> Bro, I was just like, yo, so, this is the movie, I am reading a script. <laughs> I'm not an actor, bro, what can I, I tell you? I'm a computer science major. <laughs> right. Okay, so, uh, what gave it away is the fact that I know I watched it, and Isaac was like, sucking this movie's dick so hard. <laughs> So. I feel like I feel like it would make it even more suspicious when Isaac's like, this is a 10 out of 10 greatest movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> you thought you, you gave me suspicion of that? No, I can tell when Isaac's dick riding. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, it's, it's funny because even even when you know like you're not even when you know you didn't watch it, I'm still like looking at like some of the stuff that you said, and it's like some of the stuff that Isaac said, and I'm trying to think like what can they say that's gonna make the other one think that they I think what makes it harder if you're the one who didn't watch it is that we've set it up so it's you can't like entrap people or be like what do you mean by that what do you mean by that yeah also I thought I, I thought I fucking I thought I fucked up again because I said that one thing and you two just both stared at me like what'd you say again? I don't even remember <laughs> I just, it was um when I said when, when I said that he shot him as an act of mercy and you guys both just sat there like Act of Mercy, when was that again? When we were talking about... Oh, the ending. About the ambiguous ending. Yeah, and they, it's like, I think he shot him as an act of mercy because he was bleeding out. I was just looking at you because I was like, I don't know. I went <laughs> quiet because I, I was actually thinking about it. I was like, did, I was like, so that's a, that's a great way to view it. I just... I'm going to me getting me a sweat bowl just to go, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it, I thought, I was like, that's a good way to view it. Like, that's a different, that's a different take. That's a take. That's a take. That's a take. That sure is a take. <laughs> that is a take. Not a hot take, but it's a take. And I'm bummed because it's a movie that like we actually like. I read the stuff about it. And I was like, man, I wish I could have watched this. It's so <laughs> depressing when you can't watch it. You gotta be like, this sounds like such a cool movie. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, like read the synopsis. Like, this was the 
like, it. this was the greatest movie I've ever seen. And it's like, you never watched it. <laughs> I mean, you can watch it right now. You can watch it. Wait, do you want to do the, do you want to, like, pick, like, first and then we, um... Yo, we forgot to record an outro. The next week's episode, or not next week, but the next episode will be Wolf of Wall Street, hosted by Ryan. Thanks. Yeah.